are listening to the Oracle of Light podcast. I am your host, Shauna DeMellon. If you would like to learn how to connect with and communicate with your son or daughter while they grow up in heaven, I invite you to check out my program, Growing Up in Heaven. It is a proven seven-step process that will ensure that you learn the foundational pieces that will allow you to tap into that hidden, beautiful, beautiful gift and capacity that you have to connect with your child on the other side. You can visit my website at livealifeyoulove.org for all the information. In this week's episode, we are going to explore five ways to learn to live again after the loss of a child. I was having this discussion just the other day with someone and I said, you know, losing a spouse, losing a partner, losing a friend, losing a relative, losing a fur baby. I mean, any sort of loss has its own unique feeling to it, its own unique story, its its own unique vibration, like everything about each of the losses that we experience are so, so very unique. And the loss of a child is something from my perspective in a realm all by itself. When I lost my son, Jack, I lost, I lost the dreams that I had. I lost you know, the dream of watching him grow up. I lost the dream of, of watching all of his firsts, of, of showing him this world, of, of taking him to my favorite places and, you know, having him as, as part of our family. And there were so many beautiful dreams and milestones and just the dream of watching him grow up and discover his strengths and his gifts and, and, fall in love with what he was passionate about and, and bringing his light to this world. There was so much that, that I found that I grieved. And unless you've lost a child, I don't believe that people have the capacity to fully understand and fully grasp how difficult it is. And this isn't to minimize any other loss that anyone has experienced. I just know firsthand that Losing my son, Jack, literally brought me to my knees. And I've shared the story before. When I first learned that I had lost Jack, um, I was catapulted into such a deep, deep despair. I was absolutely heartbroken. I couldn't even process. I couldn't even process completely that, that he was gone, that he wasn't coming into the physical the way that I had dreamt he would. And it would take me several years to be aligned with a beautiful, beautiful earth angel named Laurel, who literally gave me my life back. You see, when we lose a child, there are, you know, different stages of grief and you know we grieve and we mourn and we establish a new relationship with that child and I was literally stuck in shock and disbelief 
for years. It was one moment he was there and, and I could communicate with him and feel him. And I was so excited and just the dream of him being here to be able to hold him and, and touch him and, and smell his hair and just cuddle up next to him and just, oh, just the dream of him. It, it just, it, it took me so long to just even acknowledge that he wasn't here, that, you know, acknowledge the, the enormity of the loss. And, you know, there were people that said, well, you know, you could have tried again, you could have adopted, you could have done this, you could have done that. And when you're in the midst of, of a loss, it's like, you're not able to at least I wasn't, I wasn't able to sit down and, and just start to strategize again. I wasn't able to get back to the drawing board and go, okay, well, that didn't go according to plan. What can we do now? I just, I was just absolutely heartbroken. And I've shared this story before. I, you know, it took me years, years to fully grasp what had happened and, you know, process the anger and the grief and to mourn him and, and to just work through the entire process. And it was messy. It was absolutely messy, but I needed to go through those steps in order to learn to live again after losing Jack. And now you fast forward nine years, he would have been nine this year. Um, and I'm blessed to connect with him each and every day. I find heart rocks everywhere and he is just the sweetest, the sweetest boy. And I just feel so blessed that I can watch him as he's growing up in heaven. And that, that didn't happen overnight. I went through years of, you know, as I mentioned, I was in shock and disbelief. And then I was angry at everyone. I was angry at God and my husband at the time and, and the doctors. And I was angry at everyone. I was angry at myself. And then there was guilt. It's like, what if we'd done something different? What if we'd done this? And what if we'd done that? And, um, you know, there was probably some shame wrapped up in there, you know, just the shame that there's something wrong with me because this didn't come to fruition. And so there were so many different aspects. And I was willing to get in the arena with it. You know, there's the quote um, in, I think it's Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. And it talks about, you know, getting in the arena, you know, that life and the idea behind that is that life is messy. Life is not easy and that we all experience loss and we all experience, you know, different, different things that, that can throw us off our path. And it was in getting in the arena with all of my stuff, no matter how messy it was, that was how I was able to work through everything and come to this place where I've been able to reconcile that Jack isn't here in the physical. And would I give anything to have him here? Yes, of course, of course, absolutely. And, you know, there are so many families that I've worked with over the years that, you know, their children were ripped from them, their children, um, you know, were taken um, tragically, their children, you know, fought illnesses and cancer and, and there are just so many stories of loss that I have um, been a part of over these years. And what I know for sure is that we can learn to live again. We can learn to thrive. And for me, it was years of 
one moment I would feel joyful and happy and positive and I'm creating a new life and everything is okay. And, you know, I would hear someone say, Jack, I would see a little boy that looked like him. I would, you know, something would just trigger that, that touch that little soft spot. And it would just literally stop me in my tracks. And so I understand how that feels to oscillate between the two, you know, oscillate between everything's fine. And no, I don't want to be on this planet without him. I get it. I absolutely get it. But in moving through everything, I, you know, moving through the loss of Jack helped me to tap into an inner resiliency that I don't, I didn't even know was there. I, it, it, I, I believe that I, you know, had this experience and I believe that I was meant to create something beautiful out of it to give, give other mothers hope that it can get better, that you can sit with it, that, um, I don't know if the pain ever completely goes away. I think that, you know, it's maybe 98% gone and there's still that little, little niggly bit every now and again, it comes out. Um, I don't think it's something that we get over it. Um, I think it's something that we move through and it becomes a part of us. It just becomes interwoven within us, within who we are. And so this episode, I wanted to share with you some of the ways that I learned to live again after I lost my son, Jack. The first, the first way that I learned to live again was something that was really important. And I've spoken about this in other episodes, and that is to only be around positive people in positive situations. There were, you know, so many people that had not earned the right to hear my story. There were so many people that, and it's not because people were bad. They didn't care. It was just, they just didn't, couldn't go there. You know, when someone loses a child, people just don't know what to say. You know, any sort of loss, I find people are just, stuck. They don't know what to say. They don't want to say something that causes more hurt. They don't want to say the wrong thing. They, um, it's almost like it becomes the elephant in the room. Maybe if I don't acknowledge it, we don't have to talk about that. And we don't have to be uncomfortable because if you're uncomfortable, then I'm uncomfortable. And if I'm uncomfortable, I don't want to be there. And, and it just perpetuates into something that it doesn't need to be, you know, when someone loses a child, something as simple as I'm sorry for your loss. That's it you know, not they're in a better place. Just get over it. You still have a child. You could have another child. We're not looking for solutions. We're just looking to have our pain acknowledged. And there were, there were a few people, you know, after I lost Jack that just, they were like, so what? Not a big deal. You know, not a big deal. You know, people have miscarriages all the time. People lose children all the time. Not a big deal whatever, not a big deal. You weren't that far along or, you know, like people just, they have to, you know, make it, make it a certain way in their own world. And that's okay. And that was okay. So I learned firsthand to, um, you know, really be cognizant and choose to be around people that were positive situations and people that were positive and uplifting and helping me to find hope again, helping me to find a new way to work through everything. Um, you know, when you're grieving, the last thing you need to do is expose yourself to anything negative. I stopped watching the news. I'm aware of, of current events, absolutely, but I stopped, I stopped watching it. I, I can't watch anything, um, anything with violence. Um, I just, I can't do it. 
And I really started to focus on spending my time with positive people and having positive experiences, you know, positive movies and, and reading positive books and listening to positive uplifting podcasts and, and, you know, YouTube videos and basically avoiding anything that was negative. And that included people, you know, I, I really, it really took me a while to be willing to share my story about Jack. And, you know, I just really, I really kept it close to my heart. As I said, I, you know, had shared that I'd lost him with a few people, um, including family members. And they were just either they didn't say anything at all, or they would say something like, oh, well, you know, you can try again, or, you know, it wasn't meant to be, or, you know, they would say something. And I don't believe that they were trying to be hurtful or intentionally insensitive. Um, but some people have the capacity to hold space for grief and some people don't, and that's okay. And that's okay. So it's very important to surround yourself with positivity. Um, I found it, you know, if I started thinking negative thoughts, you know, why did this happen? Or, you know, that person has their family. Why don't I have my family? You know, if I started thinking things like that, I really had to rein those thoughts in before they spiraled because, our thoughts create emotions and the universe is responding to all of that. And so it just, you know, I, not that I was running around singing like Mary Poppins, like there wasn't a problem, but it was just starting to make that transition from this is hopeless and it'll never be the same into, okay, what else is possible? What kind of a life can I choose to create even while my son isn't here in the physical? Another way that I learned to live again after losing Jack was getting really clear about what I didn't want to do, getting really clear and giving myself permission to say no. You know, I was invited to different groups and just the energy felt off. So I would just say no, I would bow out, um, giving myself permission to leave events early. If, if something wasn't working, I would leave early. I, and not feel bad about it. Just I'd had enough, you know, and I really looked at things that I, I didn't want to do. Like I sat, I, I sat there after losing Jack and I really started to think, does this light me up? Does being a part of this group light me up? Does it add to my life? Does it make me feel happy? Does it bring me anything? And if the answer was no, then I remove myself, not making anyone wrong, not going into judgment, not you know, not causing a big kerfuffle, just, okay, cool. That was a neat experience. And I think I need to, I need to go a different way. And, you know, certain family gatherings, I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want, I didn't want to sit there with the awkward silence with people that knew and either didn't say anything, or they would say something that would trigger me. And it was just, and it, it again, it wasn't their fault. It was just, I just sort of, brought all my energy back and, and really, really started to connect in with my heart and, and really decide and pick and choose what it was that really lit me up, what brought me joy. And, you know, there are certain, certain things that there's certain, you know, responsibilities and obligations that we need to take care of just part of being an adult and part of being in this human form. And yeah, I just, I found really 
I found just giving myself permission to say no, if it didn't feel in alignment, I gave myself permission, you know, whenever, whenever that soft spot around Jack had been touched, I didn't want to be around people. And so I would, you know, let people know, I'm sorry, I can't make it. Something's come up. Um, and just, just really being okay with that, you know, like it was, it wasn't that I was intentionally letting people down. I was learning what was working for me as I was healing, you know, when we're healing, we are processing so much. We are processing emotions and thoughts and memories. And, um, you know, there can just be so much and it can feel like a tsunami, you know, and after I lost Jack, you know, it, it would ping pong against other losses that I'd had. And some days, like I said, it just felt like a tsunami. It just felt like a wave was crashing over me. And those days, I gave myself permission to unplug, get done what I needed to get done, and then give myself permission to just unplug and just be and, and not feel bad about it and not make anyone else wrong or, you know, be angry at people or just, I sort of just, I would just take a step back. I would just take a step back because again, it's, there's a look on people's eyes when they know that I've lost a child. There's either, this concern, this, I'm really sorry, or there's this almost repulsion. It's almost like, oh, I don't want to talk about this. This has feelings involved and I don't want to go anywhere near it, which is fine, which is fine. Again, it's not for everybody. Not everyone can hold that space. Not everybody has the capacity to just sit with someone in their grief or their mourning and that's okay. So giving yourself permission to say no, figuring out what you don't want to do and, and being honest with yourself. If you're, if you're thinking, I don't want to go to that because, because I just, you know, I'm anticipating problems or, you know, just be really honest with yourself. You know, would it be good for me to get out and, and do this? Am I just, am I still kind of hiding behind everything? Am I still sort of in that space? And it's okay, right? Just be very gentle with yourself. The third way that I learned to love again is I kept saying, I kept repeating, everything is figure outable. That's Marie Forleo. That's, um, I believe it was her mom would say that all the time. And then she adopted that. Everything is figure outable. We will figure it out. You know, and I kept thinking, everything's figure outable. I'll figure this out. I'm going to figure out a way through this. I'm going to figure this out. I thought, you know, I have two choices here. I can completely give up on life. And that's it. You know, that's it. I don't have anything to offer. I don't have my son here. No, that's it. There's nothing good. I could choose to stay in that I could choose to suffer or I could choose to figure it out. Everything is figured out. Figure everything is figure figure outable. I used to ask my, um, uh, my angels, bring me the means, the money, the time, the resources, the people and anything else I need to get through this. Please show me the way. And, you know, I talk to my angels, I talk to the universe, I talk to God, I talk to my spirit guides, I talk to my son, Jack and my other loved ones. So whatever works for you, if there's, um, you know, an ascended master, if there's, you know, if you talk to Kuan Yin, um, if you talk to archangels, just 
inviting those universal energies to come in and assist is so, so important and so vital. That was a game changer for me. That was an absolute game changer for me because what would happen is the universe would, would move new people into my world. I met two beautiful dear friends and they had both, both lost children. I found incredible groups and organizations around the world that are set up to support mothers and fathers who have lost children. And this isn't to leave out the dads, not at all. Um, my focus in my practice is moms that have lost children, but this absolutely does not leave out the fathers whatsoever. And so it was interesting because I kept saying everything is figure outable. Everything is figure outable. Everything is figure outable. And sure enough, you know, and, and combining that with asking, please help, you know, bring me the resources, please help. I need more. I, I would say to my angels and guides, I need more ground crew. I need more ground crew. Bring it. And sure enough, I would be guided to go to an event and I would meet somebody incredible. I would be guided to join a networking group and I would connect with somebody who is this amazing kindred spirit. And so asking, I need this. Let's go. Bring it. <laughs> I need this. And the universe would deliver in some way, shape or form. You know, there were serendipities, you know, I, you know, there was one day that um, I was guided to go into this store and it wasn't a store that I'd ever been in before. And for whatever reason that day I stopped and I was like, oh, okay, I meant to go into the store. And I met this incredible woman and she shared a very similar story with her loss, the loss of her daughter. And we just connected and we still see each other, each other every now and again. And so what we focus on is what our strongest emotions, that's what the universe is responding to. So our thoughts create our emotions and our emotions are what what's being broadcast to the universe. So, and this isn't to say that, you know, wherever you are in your grief or your mourning spectrum that you need to shift it. What I'm saying is this, this is an invitation for you to just think of another possibility. That's all. That if I'm thinking life will never be the same, this is horrible, I'm not going to get through this, we start to generate emotions that go along with that. And then the universe will start to mirror that and we'll, we'll start to magnetize things into our world that will keep that in place. Instead, I invite you to look at a new possibility. All right, everything is figure outable. I don't know how this is going to look, but I'm going to keep asking. I need ground crew. I need more help with this. I need my people, my tribe. I need people that understand the heartbreak around losing a child. Not that I want to sit in that energy and marinate and not at all, but it's just, there's a, there's a camaraderie. There's a common bond that I feel with women because when you lose a child, it's just, yeah. And no matter how old that child was, I mean, whether it was a miscarriage, a stillborn birth, um, an infant death, you know, before they were 10 and their twenties and their thirties or older, that loss is, it's felt on such a deep level. It really is. It really is. So everything is figure outable. I don't know how, but I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure this out. And then asking the universe, okay, I need more ground crew. Bring it. Let's do this. I found that was 
that became a game changer because I was surrounded by more and more people, men and women who had lost children. And it helped me to not feel alone with it. It helped me to realize that there are other people that have experienced what I've gone through and that knowing we're not alone helps us to feel like we have a sense of belonging. And I think that that is just so, so important. Another thing that I started to focus on when I was learning to live again after losing Jack was how did I want to reinvite, reinvent my life? What did that look like? I had the uh, uh, beautiful pleasure of chatting with uh, Chelsea Ola Miller. And we talked about, you know, that after we lose a loved one, she lost her mom. After we lose a loved one, that we have a legacy that we can create, that we can share with the world, that, that our loved one still lives on and that legacy and the memories and, and their essence. And we can deliver that beautiful essence and gift that to the world. And a lot of people think that this is a weird a weird topic around, well, how do I reinvent my life? Like, I don't want to, I want that child. I want that, that, that loved one back. I don't, I don't, I don't know. And sometimes people hold on to the grief or the suffering um, as a way of honoring the loss. But I always love to tell people, you know, as a medium, I connect with loved ones every day and they are at peace and they want nothing best, nothing but the best for us as we continue to live our life knowing that they are literally a thought away. And once, you've once you lose a child, your life is changed forever. It'll never be the same. It just, it won't be. It's, I'm not the same person I was before Jack. And I'm very proud and, and sometimes I'm in awe of everything that's happened to see who I am today, the woman that I'm choosing to be, the woman I've, I've grown into, and I continue to grow and flourish and, and explore and experience more of who I really am. I believe that's the gift from the loss of my son, Jack, is to catapult me into my authentic self is really, he's given me the gift of, of digging deep. He's given me the gift of really finding meaning in life. And for me, that meaning in life is love. It's love for myself. It's love for the planet. It's love for the people I'm here to serve. It's love for my family and friends. And I wouldn't have, I don't believe I would have ever tapped into that level of love if I hadn't lost my son. Yeah. And so we have the opportunity to reinvent our life and make it whatever it is that we want it to be now even while our child grows up in heaven, our children in heaven, they, they are connected into the unlimited universe. And we can connect into that through them. And along with that connection comes healing. And your child loves loves to be near you energetically and they love to give signs and and they love to help you on your healing journey they love to help you to navigate the grief the loss so that you can eventually reconcile and accept that they are not here in their physical body but that we can learn to flourish we can create a life that we love and in doing this i really went back to the basics i 
for the longest time, I hated everything. I hated everything. I hated everyone, everything. I was just in this funk. And what pulled me out of this funk, it was crazy. Um, I sat there one day and I was looking at my toenails and I thought, when did I stop getting pedicures? Like, it's just something so silly. Some people think it's frivolous, but giving, going to get a pedicure was gifting myself something. I was treating my body. I was getting pretty toes. I was nurturing myself and it just, it would fill me up. And so there was one day where I got up and I thought, I'm going to go get a pedicure. And I literally felt like I had magic feet. I felt like I had new feet. After I had my pedicure, my feet were pretty. I felt like I was taking care of myself. And I took one small step in the direction of reinventing my life. I did. And every day, I believe we need to take another step. What is the step that we can take? Do you want to write a blog? Do you want to start a podcast? Do you want to connect with other mothers, other families that have lost children? Would you like to write a book? What would you, you know, and I invite you to think of the legacy, the legacy of your child. What does that look like? You know, for me, again, it was the heartbreak and learning to mend my heart and put it back together again in a way that it's stronger and resilient. And I do believe I have a greater capacity to love. I really do from the loss of my son, Jack. And in working through the grief and the mourning and reconciling and accepting that he wasn't here, I was able to forge a new relationship with him. And there he is now. <laughs> There's my sweet boy now. He's my love. He's my love. And my wish is that each and every one of you who is listening to this, that you experience your child on the other side, whether you see a medium, whether you learn how to make the connection, whatever that looks like, your child could visit you in your dreams. Your children are there. It's just, we need to find ways to bring our energy up into a heightened state. So it's easier for them to make the connection. So what is the legacy that your child left behind? What is it that you can share? Is it awareness around their passing? Is it awareness around their, their illness? Is it um, giving voice to the way that you lost your child? Like perhaps it was miscarriage. I love, love giving women a voice, giving their loss a voice, whether it was a miscarriage, ectopic pregnancy, IVF failure, a stillborn birth, however that loss was that resulted in that child not being alive here in the physical. I love giving those women a voice because you will always be that child's mother, always. And there's a legacy, whether it's for you or you'd like to make it on a bigger scale, there is a legacy that that child's energy has left behind. And I think it's a beautiful gift to be able to tap into that and, and find ways to share it. It doesn't have to be big. I just invite you to think about it and your child will help you just allow that energy to come in and play and allow that beautiful, joyful energy. Children are just so sweet on the other side. Um, just that jovial, innocent, pure love. Just, just soak that up. Just breathe that into your heart right now. Another way that I learned to live again after losing Jack was to reach out to people, was to share my story, was to realize that I wasn't alone, 
You know, there are support groups, you know, we can volunteer, we can surround ourselves with supportive family and friends. And this takes it a step further than sharing, you know, only sharing your story with those who have earned the right to hear it. This is sort of giving us even more support. You know, if you need to work with a grief counselor, if you are guided to have a reading with a medium, if you want to work with someone who specializes in grief and specializes in loss, you know, there's so many online resources filled with articles and podcasts and groups. And there's so many beautiful, wonderful groups and, and foundations that have been created. And so I invite you to start start to research. And, you know, my, my Instagram account is filled with, um, you know, different, different organizations that help with grieving, help with child loss. And, and, you know, there are also so many great books about dealing with grief and loss that are available. You can buy them, you can rent them at the library, you can even download them on your Kindle. I mean, there's so many different options. And so just realizing that you're not alone, and just start to ask what's required, what will help, what will help. And by staying in question, we invite those universal energies in to come in and assist us. Whether you're spiritual or you believe you have spirit guides or you know, you're open to the realm of the angels, whatever that looks like for you, just by staying in question, please help me. I need more ground crew. I need support. Help me find the right support group and keep asking the question. Sometimes we have to ask the question 50 times. Sometimes we have to ask the question 500 times. It doesn't matter. Just keep asking. Always knowing that the universe will answer somehow. They may bring the answer through someone. You may listen to a podcast and there's the answer. You may be scrolling through your Instagram feed and there's a new book that's been released. Whatever that is, just allow the universe to bring that information to you however you need to. It's kind of like 1-800-UNIVERSE. We place our order and then we trust that it will be delivered. Yeah. So realizing that you're not alone. I, I think that that really helped. You know, when I lost Jack, there wasn't anyone else in my life that I knew that had lost a child. And then slowly over time, more people would share their stories with me. I have three girlfriends who have, who have lost children. And so that's just a beautiful connection that we have. Another way that I learned to live again after losing my son, Jack, was I really started to know, I knew that the pain would get better. I just, I just started to feel better. And I've, I've shared the story before, you know, for that year when, after I, I had the reading with Laurel, where, you know, I was guided to see this beautiful medium, Laurel. And she said, you know, Shauna, have you, have you talked to Jack? And I said, no, I can't experience him. I don't, I don't hear him. I don't feel him. I don't see him. I just, it's like, he's gone. And she said, he's here. And I looked up and there was this beautiful, majestic angel walking into the room. And she was holding hands with this little boy who would have been three or four at the time. And it was my son, Jack. And it was, it was a moment that will be etched in my mind forever. And it was in that moment that I literally felt that my heart was starting to heal. And that was from my Jack. You see, our children on the other side, they don't want us to see, they don't want to see us in pain. They, they, it hurts them to hear us crying and it hurts them to know that we're in pain. And so by making that connection with Jack again that day, I was able to start to grieve him. 
and then move into the morning and finally reconcile that he wasn't here, but that I still had a relationship with him. I could connect with him. I could communicate with him. I found heart rocks. I would dream of him. I would wake up and he would be there in my arms. And in time, it just, the pain started to release its, 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 its hold on me. You know, I, I tell people that there was like a year, year and a half where I didn't wear mascara because I never knew when I was going to be triggered. I never knew when the tears were going to start to fall. And I just didn't wear mascara. And I used to go for walks down by the river here in Calgary. We, we have the beautiful Bow River that, that interweaves in throughout the city. And I used to go for a walk every morning after I took my, my daughter to school. And, you know, I'd usually get a coffee, go walk by the river. And I would sometimes I would sit there and just cry. Like just big alligator tears would just cry as I was grieving him and mourning him and, and just the sadness. It's, it was just so, so deep and so profound. And I just gave myself permission to feel it and let it move through me. I didn't try to bottle it up. And there was one day where I went and I went for my walk and I sat on this bench and I sat there looking at the river and I watched children playing and I could, you know, see people walking by and um, I finished my coffee. And I remember sitting there thinking, oh, I didn't cry today. It was the first day in a year and a half that I hadn't cried. And I thought it's getting better. It's, it's getting, it's getting easier. It is. And I don't believe that it ever fully goes away. I believe that it's just sort of, it lessens over time, that it becomes a part of our story. And, you know, sometimes people say, you know, time heals all wounds. And I didn't want to hear that at first, but that day that was true for me. That became my reality. Time does heal all wounds. Because I was willing to sit with it. I was willing to be with it. I was willing to give my loss the dignity that it required to grieve him, to mourn him. And then to finally create that new relationship with him. And if this, if this interests you, there's, um, I have a podcast episode around, uh, specifically around losing a child and that it does get better. So if, if this is, um, you know, ringing true for you, there's, there are other episodes on the, uh, um, on the podcast that, that talks specifically about losing a child and, and what that, what that looks like and what that entails and, and that it does get better it does get better. So there you have it. Those are the ways that I, I learned to live again after I lost Jack. And again, it's a choice. It's a choice. I could have chosen to suffer and be angry. And that wasn't serving me or anyone else. That wasn't helping me to create the life that I came here to live. So I let go of all of that. And I chose, you know, I didn't know what it was going to look like. So everything is figure outable. I started to say no to things. I started to give myself permission to really tune into my heart. If I go to this event, will it light me up? Does this, is this going to be fun for me? And if it was a no, then I wouldn't go. Or I would give myself permission to leave early, you know, making sure that I was only around positive people, people that had earned, earned the story, earned the right to hear my story. 
And then eventually in time, I started to think about how I wanted to create my life, how I wanted to reinvent myself, because we're not the same. After we lose a child, we're not the same, but we can embrace that new version of us. You know, that new version is pretty kick-ass if you're willing to sit with that version and willing to listen and allow that version to emerge. I think you'll be really surprised. I really do. And, you know, realizing that I wasn't alone and, and calling in, I need more ground crew, bring them. Where are they? Come on, let's do this. And knowing that the pain would get better in time. I could start wearing mascara again. And I don't recall the last time that I cried. I cried on Mother's Day because my son Jack came in and he brought huge heart rock. I found out at Elbow Falls and I cried that day. I did. Like it's, yeah, that was a hard day. It was even after all these years, that was a hard day. But everything is figure outable. And I have my son and my house is filled with love. Each and every heart rock is like a gift from him. It's, it's like filled with his essence, his love. And I hold them dear. They're just, they're, they are so precious to me. So I hope that each and every one of you has a sign from your child. And if not, if I can, if I can be of service, please do reach out. I offer one-on-one -on -one sessions. Again, there's a program that you can, uh, you know, learn the steps at your own pace to make that connection with your son or child or son or daughter on the other side. All of the information is on my website at livealifeyoulove.org. I love hearing your stories. And I so thank each and every one of you for reaching out. And I send you all of my love. And I'm going to send all of your beautiful children who are here with us. I'm going to send them all with you. Mountains of love. Mwah. Next time. Bye for now. Thank you.